Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, welcome to Hollywood Crime Scene. This is Rachel Fisher. Hi, this is Desi Jedekin. Hey, Des. Hey, what's up? How's it going? <laughs> Pretty good. I'm just going to pull up our Patreon contributors so I can thank you guys. Oh, awesome. So this week we had Shannon, Sheila, Lindsay, Kelly, Nick, Laura, Alexis, Carrie, another Alexis, Christina, and Barbara. Thanks, guys. Thank you guys so much. Uh, I've mentioned to you before that I had some updates on cases that we've actually covered. Yes. So I'm going to get into those right now. The first one is about Michael Skakel. If you remember, we did an episode on the murder of Martha Moxley. I think that was like a two-parter because there was a ton yeah, of stuff. Yeah, it was. Part of the reason that that was a double double episode was because there was so many trials and back and forth. Right. And this week, Connecticut's top court, the, the uh, Supreme Court of the state of Connecticut, ordered a new trial for Michael Skagel. Uh, if you rem- if you haven't listened to the episode, he's a cousin of the Kennedys. That's sort of his why this case sort of got really big because he's a Kennedy you know, relation. It was a 4-3 decision by the Connecticut Supreme Court, and it vacated his earlier conviction. Uh, Obviously, Martha's family is pretty upset about it. Uh, Her brother is quoted as saying he'll be in jail for the rest of his life. He may not be physically in jail. He may be walking in the streets, but he'll be in hell at some point, which I think is a really generous statement because I would like him to be in jail and go to hell. Like I, I don't feel like we have to both? choose. How about both? Like, cause it is kind of, I don't really believe in hell. So I feel like I need to have it happen on earth. Right. That's just me. Martha's mother, Dorothy, who is still alive. Poor thing has like suffered so much. This has been like a real emotional roller coaster. I just feel like nothing is ever set in stone for these poor people. She's never had real closure. Right. She said it's a disappointment and a surprise. This is not the best day. They're like so <laughs> even keeled. Like I just could never. And she was kind of like that when we talked about her in the podcast right. episode on it. It was just like, oh my God, you were like a saint. Basically, the court ruled that the reason they that he should get a new trial is that his lawyer, Michael Mickey Sherman, did not do a good job representing him. And I do think we touched on that in the episode. Right. Two of the things they kind of cited in the court decision was, one, that he never called an alibi witness who claims that Michael was miles away from the location where Martha's body was found the night of. And the other one, which I find like a little more interesting even, was that they never brought up in the trial as a defense that there was another suspect originally, and that was Michael's brother, Thomas. Uh, If you don't remember, Thomas was initially the person that they had called in, and it was actually a surprise when Michael was sort of became the suspect or the one that people thought did it. Well, Thomas's jizz was all over the scene. No, Thomas's jizz was not all over the the scene. Who's jizz? Thomas was the last person seen with Martha. Oh, okay. And Michael's jizz was found on the scene. And he claims he was jerking off in a tree. And that's why his DNA 
was near the scene where her body was found. So Thomas Jizz, <laughs> I have no idea where his Jizz His was in a it sock never, like, a, like a respectable yeah, person. Yeah. Who knows, right? So, yeah. So he will be retried. It's not like yeah. he's, off, he's off scot-free. Right. But it's just kind of another irritation for the Moxley family. Right. And uh, I don't know. It kind of sucks because it does make you feel like this is the justice rich people can get because they can keep afford they can afford to keep Appealing. paying all this money to appeal a conviction like right. who gets to do that a Kennedy that's who um so <laughs> the other update is actually from the the case that I talked about last week the Allison Mac Nexium sex cult case right and I have a feeling we're going to be doing a lot of updates on this story because it's fucking insane and it's so new too <clears throat> yeah and it's just more and more stuff is going to start coming out right. so I feel like we've only scratched the surface right and the story that broke this week I feel like someone on our Facebook page also showed me this I should have these names but you know who you are and I love you <laughs> um so this was actually a doctor for the Nexium sex cult, and he was charged this week or this past week with carrying out illegal human experiments called fright studies. Does that get you <laughs> scared yet? It's like very Nazi sounding kind of shit, That's what right? I was going to say. So this guy's name is Brandon Porter. He's 44 years old, and he treated followers of the cult. Treated is in quotation marks, probably. One of the things that he was doing was forcing members of the cult to watch videos of murder and machete dismemberment of four women and other violent film uh, clips. The woman who's sort of a witness and kind of brought this to the attention of the state's health department, because I think she basically reported him to whatever, the doctor... (laughs) Court. the board yeah the board like whoever's <laughs> in charge of what doctors do her name is jennifer cobalt and she's an actress who was in the cult she claimed that dr porter forced her to watch rape and dismemberment videos for a fright study and then he would monitor her brain activity and facial expressions she filed this complaint actually in august so i don't know why it took so long in the complaint, she said, he failed me not only as a friend, but as a medical practitioner. I had trusted him on numerous occasions with my health while I was in New York. She said that the fright study may have been carried out on as many as 100 people. And of course, uh, Dr. Porter is denying that that's what he was doing. Some of the other cult members did say that they saw videos of the four women being murdered. And they also saw a film clip showing an African-American man being stomped by a Nazi and a conscious male being forced to eat his own brain matter, as well as a graphic gang rape. So these were some of the videos he was showing in these fright studies. He also did some kind of experiments and studies on obsessive compulsive disorder and Tourette's syndrome at the compound, which is like even more Nazi crazy stuff. So I think his license was revoked and he resigned from his official job at a hospital in Albany. And that's pretty much it. The court is trying to get the documents and the research that he gained, I guess, to sort of find out what the fuck he was doing. That's pretty crazy. Um, The other little tidbit about Allison Mack this week was that she did get married. Someone actually sent me a thing like, oh, did you talk about this actress in last week's episode, I feel like I might've just mentioned her name. Her name is Nikki Klein and she, her big role was on Battlestar Galactica. So of course I don't know who she is cause I don't watch science fiction. <laughs> she and, and Klein, Mac and Klein actually got married in February of 2017. And they, that was at the directive of Keith, the cult leader. Yeah. The two actresses got married 
in February of 2017. So that's over a year ago. I have no idea, but I would bet it has something to do with like marital privilege or something. I have no idea why, but it is sort of on each other. Yeah. Uh, And also, you know, Nikki was also a successful actress who basically got involved in this cult and her career also went away like Alison Mack. So I feel like there's going to be more to come out about why that happened because Keith directed that they do it. So I feel like he had some little scheme going. Now, this is not a case we covered, but I just want to give it one shout out, a little shout out, because it's about the Golden State Killer. Oh, my God. Who this week was photographed nude because one of the defining characteristics that a lot of the women he raped talked about was that he had a really small dick. So they had to photograph him to check out his fucking junk. Like, is this the guy? Yeah. And they didn't just say, oh, it's small. It's like, no, it was... It was noticeably small. It was right. something that you were it like was, unusually small. Yeah. Which kind of reminded me a bit of Michael Jackson. Wasn't there like a mole or something they had right. to like find? Right. Actually, I shared that story in the group. Uh, you so did. So I finally did some work in the group for once. <laughs> God damn it. You did. And you I want said, credit. You said, dear God or something. Because <laughs> it's like. I don't need to know this. But then at the same time, I do need to know it. I need to know everything. Now, right? The one like, time we get good penis information, Desi's like, excuse me, I'm offended. I don't <laughs> I'm offended. Know. This is what it's like to be offended. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> For once. Oh. So yeah, that's my Desi's Crime Corner update. I like that. <laughs> Thank you. Did I have a doctor's update this week on Twitter? I don't think so. I did have a political corner. I did mock myself before you could mock me. Okay. So I, I tried to do that one. It. You did miss it. <laughs> I was like, oh, Rachel's going to like try to dunk on me. So I better be like Desi's crime corner <laughs> or no, Desi's political corner. <laughs> I had some thoughts. Yeah. So that's, that's my update. <clears throat> okay. Our main story this week is a story that is something I remember. I ha- I. I witnessed in real time this unfolding of this story. And it happened not too far away from where we record at Hollywood Crime Scene Studio, which is (laughs) where I live, which is where I've lived for the past eight years almost. So this is a story that's near and dear to my heart in that I was riveted by it. I followed, I mean, I had like updates for it. I was like, because it was really scary. So we're going to start... On January 17th, 2012, on this day, Lauren Kornberg and her mother were hiking through Bronson Canyon together with their dog, Ollie. During their hike, they decided to turn onto a new trail. While on this path, Ollie, the dog, leapt up from the grip of the leash and started digging around furiously. And the two women were like, Ollie, yeah, what do you got there? Stop eating that pile of dried shit. <laughs> The dog had dug up a plastic bag and flung it out of the hole where it then rolled down a hill. The two women ran over to see what in the hell their dog had just dug up. And inside the plastic bag that the dog had dug up was a human head. And it looked fresh. Oh. Why? (laughs) Why? Why was there? Because it wasn't a skull? Like, why did it look fresh? I mean, it looked like the blood looked fresh. Like, they could see the the face on it. Why did they look? I don't know that I would have looked. Because this dog flung up this huge thing inside of a bag. It's the size of a... He was a whole head. And was it clear? 
the bag was translucent. It was a 99 so they cent could store see bag. The head. They could see the face inside of it. They could see the head. <laughs> so, I mean, can you imagine you're on a little hike? Uh, in Bronson No, Canyon. I can't. Oh. I can't imagine myself ever on a hike. Okay. Well, let's imagine you're on the treadmill. Okay. And a head rolls by in the gym. Wouldn't Yes. I then mean, I would look. That's horrifying. You're just getting your nature walk in. <clears throat> right. And suddenly you come across a severed head. So that was the first news story that broke. And I had just moved. I mean, I hadn't just moved into this apartment, but I had been living here not that long. And I remember this broke and this is happening like in this canyon, not too far from here, like I said before. And I mean, that is a pretty grisly fucking breaking news story. They're like, totally. Oh, we found a severed head in Bronson Canyon where right. lots of people go hiking all the time. Yeah. I mean, that is so extreme. Right. So I was afraid. I was like, oh my God, is there a serial killer? That was, of course, that was my first thought. I'm like, oh, there's a serial killer. Right. In my neighborhood tight you grabbed your neck as you read the story (laughs) (laughs) so a park ranger was called and he confirmed yes ladies that is a head such a guy move like duh we told you it's a head (laughs) thank you when a guy said it everyone believed us (laughs) (laughs) police then descended on the area and began a search for evidence and additional body parts they brought along a cadaver dog and i wanted to note that this the name of this cadaver dog was Indiana Bones. Oh God, I don't know how I feel about that. I thought it was cute because I love Indi- like it. Well, I loved I love Indiana Jones. I guess it's kind of cute. Indiana Bones. It's cute. Whatever. Do they call him Bones for short? <laughs> or Indy? I don't know. I feel like Bones is cute for a dog. Bones like a is cute. cute. Yeah. yeah, it is mm-hmm. cute. While police were scouting the area and investigating, the so they're scene, looking for the body. Yeah, they're uh-huh. like, where is this fucking the body? Yeah, and just clues in general. They discovered another bag. This time it was a Rite Aid bag. And inside of this bag was two feet and one hand. Wow. Then I remember that news story happened. That came out like a couple days later. Oh, in the same area, the same hiking area, we found two feet. Right. And one hand. I remember this story, too. I mean, obviously. And I was like, <clears throat> okay, there's... Because people, I think, initially didn't know that they were related. No. It was like, it, all of a sudden, there's all these body parts showing up. Right. And so I definitely was absolutely convinced that there was a serial killer on the loose at this point. I was so fucking scared. And he's doing a lot of shopping <laughs> with all these bags. <laughs> Well, you have all those bags. Yeah, just, yeah, just picture his like on my hook. I have this bag shoved with saying. other bags. And he's he, like, get the Rite Aid bag. Get the the 99 cents. Well, I mean, they pile up over yeah. after years and years yeah. and you got to use them for something. Definitely. So he was being, whoever did this was being resourceful with his bags. So the body parts were taken to the coroner's office where it was determined that uh, from the head, it was determined that the victim had been strangled to death. Really? Yes. They were able to determine that. That's amazing. So he died of asphyxiation. It was also determined that the body parts had been expertly butchered as well as stored in a refrigerator before they had been dumped. And yes, all of the body parts belonged to the same person, a male. Fingerprints were taken from one of the hands, and that is when it was determined that the victim was 66-year-old Hervey Medellin. Now, Hervey was an immigrant from Mexico, and he worked for Mexicana Airlines. Uh, I was watching this documentary about him. They did like an ID investigation discovery about this man, and it was it was actually really sad because I like I I 
didn't know much about this man's backstory. Right. So they had, you know, an interview with his niece. How did they know it was him? Was his fingerprints on file for some reason for the airline or? Yeah. They, okay. they were or was able- he reported missing? Like, Oh no, he was reported missing. Uh-huh. Yeah. He had been reported missing. We'll get to that. Okay. Desi. But I, like I said before, I was watching this documentary and the interviews, they were just really sad. Right. Cause it was like, he was a person who had people who loved him. Yeah. Like a, a lot of times I think you just hear this story and, and you don't like, realize that person. that's grisly. Yeah. You focus on the details of the crime, but not really who the person is. So I, I just wanted to point that out that I was sort of like, this was the first time researching this episode where I was like, oh, like I'm hearing from an actual family member of this right. guy. This has just sort of been this crazy ass fucking story that happened close to my house. So according to his family members... He was a very friendly guy. He was charismatic. He was living and, you know, he had achieved the American dream. Basically, he uh, he was retired and he lived in the Bronson Ca- Canyon area, which, if you don't know, is like a pretty nice area yeah. of L.A. Celebrities live up in the hills around there. Uh, I think Brad and Angelina didn't live too far from oh. the scene, actually. They lived pretty close. You know, he didn't live in a huge fucking house, but he had, like, he was living in a, a chill area. This was also, like, a you know, obviously it was a popular spot for hiking and people walking their dogs. Hervey loved to travel, and he was truly living his best life. It was learned that a few days before the discovery of Hervey's body parts, a missing persons report had been filed by his roommate, Gabriel Campos Martinez. So police went to search Hervey's apartment for clues. And though his Hollywood apartment was small, it was filled with valuable works of art, which sort of puzzled the police. Yeah. They were like, what's this guy lives in a very modest apartment? What's he doing with all these? Like he had like a, I mean, he had like known artists Uh on his walls and it was just covered. Like he was an avid art collector. collector, Right. So they were sort of like, where's all this money coming from exactly? How is he getting how is he getting this stuff? So this was a question that in that was on investigators' mind. And also, like, did someone want to do away with him to get his art and sell it? Like, did they right. was but they that didn't a follow motive? through on that aspect of it? Well, they uh they they followed through a little bit, I would say. No, I meant the the murderer clearly didn't take the art. Oh well, yeah, yeah, it was still there. Yeah. Right. They were like, ah, it's too heavy. <laughs> so Police were contacted, after this was in the news, police were contacted by a narcotics detective who, who was actually a retired n- narcotics detective who recognized Hervey's name. Hervey had apparently talked to this detective back in the early 80s. At one point, Mexicana Airlines had been used to transport drugs, and that is where Hervey worked, was at Mexicana Airlines. Oh. It turned out that Hervey had worked as a liaison between cartel members and their wives and girlfriends. So basically he would say, you bring your girlfriends to me, your wife to me. I'm going to tell them all the popular hotspots in L.A. to go get their hair done, Mm -hmm. go shopping, all the hottest restaurants. And he would sort of hook them up with these. Like a concierge kind of. He was a concierge, exactly. So detectives then began to wonder if Hervey's murder had something to do with his association with the cartel, if this was some kind of hit. Meanwhile, in Arizona, a torso was discovered, dumped alongside of the road. Could this have been the missing torso? Well, Desi, 
that was just determined to be a coincidence. But it is pretty spooky. Yeah. Because they've been looking for the torso. They're like, right. where the fuck is it? Also the legs. The legs? The forearms? There's a lot of parts. There was a, <laughs> you're right. They only found three parts. Four parts. Uh, Two feet, one hand, and one head. That's what we have right now. Okay. But it was like a weird... Yeah, it's a weird eerie coincidence. Eerie coincidence that yeah. it was just this torso. It did not belong to Herbie. So detectives next began to look into Hervey's roommate, Gabriel Campos Martinez. Gabriel said that Hervey had gone to Mexico and that the last time, that was the last time that he'd seen him, was okay. before he left for his trip to Mexico. And was he always traveling? He liked to travel. Uh-huh. He did. So um, it wasn't out of the ordinary. And Gabriel told detectives that he had actually filed the missing persons report when Hervey didn't return in early January. So before his... Like, when was his body f- or his head found? His head was found uh, January 17th. So just at the end of the month, basically, from yes. when he was reported missing. Yes, he reported him missing. Gabriel told detectives that he thinks he has an idea of who did this. Oh. And he says, it's my ex-boyfriend, William Ludwig. Gabriel had put out a restraining order because this guy, his ex, was like a crazy ex-boyfriend. He basically okay. was devastated that by the breakup. By the breakup. Uh-huh. And even more devastated that he had moved in with Hervey and that they were in a romantic relationship together as well. So they weren't just roommates. They, they were, were not. Okay. They were actually boyfriend and boyfriend. Mm-hmm. So this guy, William, would call their house at all hours of the night and leave threatening messages. They had a landline. Um, so he would call both of you know, leave messages for both of them. Uh, one weird detail is that he one time dumped a bag of horse shit on their porch, Oh, which I was wondering, like, where'd they, where did he get the horse shit from? Did he go to like Griffith park? I was like, <clears throat> hold on there. I just want to take your horse's shit. Right. I mean, that seems like someone would be like, hey, what are you doing with that shit? <laughs> like, like, it seems sus. Like, yeah. Bagging up a bunch of horse shit is weird. Although you could probably go to like those areas in like Burbank where people have horses. That's what I'm saying. Griffith Park where they No, ride but like horses. there's neighborhoods where you can have horses and they like walk around the neighborhood. There's horse neighborhoods in Burbank. Really? Yeah. And I'm just wondering if there's lots of shit on the street that you could just go. It's like free for all. If you want horse shit, I can hook go you up. Go to Burbank. <laughs> I hope our listeners from Burbank are like, hey. Hey. It, it's kind of like right where the WB is. I think it's Burbank. Okay. Yeah, it yeah. is. Okay. Because that's so, where yeah. my great grandpa used to work. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. He goes up to their house, this William guy. He goes up to Hervey and Gabriel's house and he dumps this entire fucking bag of horse shit on their porch. Mm. And they did a video reenactment of it. Amazing. In the ID. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing my fucking ass off because in the video reenactment. I love that that's a moment they chose to show, <laughs> like as if we couldn't possibly think about what that would look like. Like. <laughs> So in the video reenactment, they show this grocery bag, this like paper grocery. It was like a paper. Pl- it's Come a on. big. I would use plastic <laughs> personally, although horseshit is kind of dry. So maybe you can use paper. But and you want it, it's more breathable. So the smell gets out if it's paper, I feel like. Did he dump it or just leave a bag? No, he of left it? the bag. Oh, OK. He left it just in a grocery bag. But basically on the grocery bag, at least in this reenactment, he left a happy face and Sharpie. <laughs> I love that that would be a detail the reenactors added that wasn't true. <laughs> it obviously wasn't true. It was like something the art department was like. Oh, you mean like 
like that was the store's have a nice day <laughs> no someone drew it in sharpie but you don't think that that was true no okay. i don't because they would have mentioned that like he wrote a threatening note or drew a threatening thing it on was it. a happy face but it was threatening because i do feel like <laughs> it is threatening on a bag of shit let me just show you the picture i took because i did take a screenshot of it because i was laughing so hard i had to rewind it and like go back I'm I mean, just still shocked. Okay, I need to see. So this we is have to the post pi- this. this. Is the, we're going to. That's why I took the picture. She, okay, that's worse than I thought. What is the black part? Is that hair? No, that's just more Sharpie with like an X on it. I know, but what is the X? And like, look at the re- look at X the detail. Marks. They really did put some kind of thing in here because look at the detail around the bottom of the bag. Oh, yeah. It looks like the shit's kind of Seeping soaking out. through. <laughs> that is an insane detail to add if that's not true. I'm sorry. I- I there was no confirmation that that was true that was just in the reenactment you see this hand the shadowy figure run up to a porch carrying a grocery bag dump a huge grocery bag covered in something I mean uh, filled with something and you and they show the grocery bag on the porch and it has a little happy face on it okay we have to post this and tweet it and put it everywhere the happy (laughs) face looks really friendly right but not knowing their shit inside no that is an insane detail and i am obsessed with this reenactment i need to see it <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just honestly you. like we're talking about a murder case and they chose like to reenact the moment like i feel like am i on this show because that's something <laughs> i would want to show i was like guys we have to show this moment where he dumped i happen to have okay i'm gonna take a little sidebar okay. here i do happen to have a, a fascination with people who dump shit because it's <laughs> <What>? happened <laughs> No, I'm serious. Look, I'm going to write an article about this. I might have even done it. I don't know. Desi Scat like, Corner. Okay, Desi Scat Corner. I, there are several people. In fact, there was a superintendent of a school who was just arrested for shitting oh, on the school thing. Yes. And they called him the pooperintendent. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm just throwing things out here now, which I thought was hilarious. But there's... Oh, I remember what I wrote an article. It was people's who people whose mug, mug shots clearly indicate the crime they were committed of committed uh, are arrested for committing right uh, and one of them was a guy who also worked at a school and he would shit outside the superintendent or the principal's office yeah. like literally they in had the security hallway? it was like a, a school like in florida so i think the buildings are all outdoors okay. so they're like these separate buildings and he would go every night and literally squat like he wouldn't bring it in a bed he would shit fresh on the spot <laughs> and they're like who's doing this they're like who's shitting who's leaving the shit and they set up a security camera to bust this guy and then you you can watch the video of him shitting like he's walking up and he like looks both ways and then he pulls his pants down and squats and just shits right on the stoop so what was his mugshot his mugshot well i can't you can't show you but it was literally like like it almost looks like the smiley face on the bag like it's just like it's a shitting grin like that's exactly what it is and it's like this guy is a shitter he looks like a fucking shitter so there's been several stories where people shit and i'm not a fan of of shitting i'd rather honestly be assaulted like physically like punched in the face than have someone leave me shit like i find that really repulsive and i'd have to like move probably (laughs) so that's my side it's really rude it's weird and we have to post this picture we will it's hilarious Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money, and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. Rakuten's Big Give Week is back with 15% cash back. It's a festival of savings with big cash back at hundreds of stores. Don't miss headliners like Canon, Fenty Beauty, and Dyson. I can't wait to shop for all of my summer fashion and beauty needs, and we'll definitely be checking out Ulta and Adidas. Rakuten really is the best way to shop. You can really save by stacking cash back on top of other deals. And during Big Give Week, the cash back is bigger than ever. It's the time to shop for everything you need for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Membership is free, and it's all happening May 6th to May 13th. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost on top of Big Give Week cashback rates, go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app today. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Rakuten is the shopping platform to save while shopping. So let's see. So I'm just going to tell you how William met his boyfriend, or met Har- met Hervey, like, and how Hervey met Gabriel. Okay. Um. So... Basically, they actually, Hervey actually met Gabriel Campos Martinez while him and William were still together and they were out walking, uh, they were out in a dog park and Hervey was there walking his dog and Gabriel was like, oh my God, your dog's so cute. Classic LA meeting at a dog park. It was such a meet cute, except he's actually with his boyfriend. Right. And he's like, oh, this guy with the dog is cute and his dog's cute too. And William could see the sparks flying. Oh, he could see that very day. Mm-hmm. He's like, uh, excuse me, your boyfriend's right here. He yeah. had major jealousy issues, which I guess they were kind of. If you're flirting right. in front of your boyfriend, I mean. Well, they were kind of right because, yeah, they ended up getting together. Right. He broke up with him. So William was fucking furious. Like, you left me for the dog park guy? Yeah. How dare you? And is Gabriel much younger? Um, Gabriel and 
William, I think we're around the same age, but Gabriel definitely looked a little younger than Hervey. Well, Hervey, I think was older, right? Yes. He's he was like 66. in his 60s. Yeah. So, oh, here's another. So this is another really passive aggressive thing. I mean, shit's aggressive. Yeah, aggressive. that's pretty. I don't think you get much more aggressive than shit. Like it's right under like assault and murder. Right. Okay. So here's a passive aggressive thing he did, okay. which is really creepy and a really great detail. So William, um, beyond leaving shit, sometimes he would also leave dog treats. Like he would leave the bag of shit with some dog treats. Too. Like, Did oh. he leave more than one shit? <laughs> I don't know. I, okay. So he left dog treats too. Yeah. He like, left dog treats too. Like, and here's some fucking treats for your dog. Like how you guys met. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Detectives were like, we got to look into this guy. He's clearly unhinged. This right. is like a, you know, maybe this is the guy. It's a, jealous ex-lover this seems pretty like come on come on this guy seems he left a bag of shit he might be capable they've of murder. seen like law and order right i know this guy's possibly a suspect right <laughs> so they look into him and during questioning william admitted to harassing the couple he admitted to the horse shit mm-hmm. and he admitted to the threatening phone calls but he was adamant that he did not murder hervey i draw the line at horse shit <laughs> Look, I feel like you're admitting to the horse shit, but saying I didn't do the other things. Right. I believe you. <laughs> I agree. He's like, no, that I, that's just too far. Yeah. William also had an airtight alibi that night that Hervey was killed. So, so they could speculate was, when he was killed, yes. basically. He was ruled out. He was at work, and they were able to check his work records. Right. So they're like, all right, this guy's just crazy. Yeah. He's didn't he's not a murderer and he just sucks horseshit is not a crime and horseshit is not a crime it's mm-hmm. biodegradable mm-hmm. okay fertilizer it's in a bag you could just easily throw it out right i mean it's uncomfortable <laughs> i can't even flush someone else's shit so i can't imagine carrying a bag of well it. and also like you said before it was in a paper bag so like what if you're carrying it to the trash and it busts open <sighs> that's when you just leave it and <laughs> move <laughs> you move with his roommate and uh boyfriend no longer alive Gabriel Campos Martinez could not afford to stay in their Hollywood apartment, so he had to move to San Antonio, Texas to live with his family. And he made sure to inform the police before he left and remained very cooperative throughout the investigation. Desi. Yes. Do you remember or do you know the name Luca Magnata? I do. (laughs) Of course I do. He's someone I fucking hate but whose story is one of my favorite crime stories of all time. It's insane. It's crazy. We have to see if we can do that somehow sometime. Yes. So I'm going to talk about it briefly because Mm -hmm. Luca Magnata was a suspect in this case. I remember this. I do too. Because as if this whole story in my life couldn't get any crazier, I I had been following both stories around the same time so i've been following this head that was this decapitated head and these body parts that were found as well as i was following this story that was taking place in canada at the same time so for those of you who don't know luca magnata was a canadian uh quote-unquote model and (laughs) porn actor he was basically someone who wanted to be he wanted to be famous he just wanted to be famous this guy wanted to be famous so bad and it wasn't happening for him. Like he created all these separate, like, did you ever listen to the audition tape he did for like a reality show? It's and he was too desperate for a reality show. Just as they say on the internet, let that sink. 
<laughs> Imagine being too clinically insane and desperate for a reality they television. They didn't want him. They're like, there's, there's something off about yeah. this Yeah, and there is a moment when you're listening to this audition that it, you can tell it's like the moment that crosses the line for them. Totally. Yeah, anyways. So they kept asking him about, on that reality show audition, they kept saying to him, look, your body type is not the right type for what we're looking for. And he says, well, I can do, I can, I can, I can do more sit-ups. I can get toned in like a week. I can get toned in like a week. I can get, I can get plastic surgery. I've right. had like, he had a lot of procedures. He's had a lot of, he had a lot of procedures done. He was upset. Like his entire world was about his image, was about how he looked, was about how people perceived him. He created many social media accounts and he would go on these accounts and be like, have you heard of this guy, Luca Magnata? Da 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 da. He's like super famous. Yeah. He puffed though. himself up to people too who right. had no idea. So he is also a murderer. Yeah. And an animal killer. He decided that since his reality career wasn't taking off slash acting Hollywood, whatever career he wanted to have, he was going to get fame by killing animals so on he camera. He made videos, yeah. He made videos of him killing uh, puppies and kittens, I believe, uh, and he posted them to Facebook. And an animal rights group got a hold of the videos and the animal rights group was actually integral in catching him. So Luca's most famous crime, like what, I mean, this is absolutely horrifying. Basically he picks up this guy on Craigslist under the guise of, Hey, I want to fuck yeah, and film it. That's like my fetish. Like I'm looking for a guy to fuck and film it. So he gets this guy who's this exchange student and he comes to meet Luca, I think at a motel and Luca sets up his camera and he ties the man up to the bed. And while he's tied up to the bed, Luca brutally starts stabbing him with an ice pick. It's bad. I've seen, I don't know if I, do they have the video? The video, I'll get to that in a sec. After he uh, murdered him with the ice pick, he then proceeded to eat some of the man on camera. So he has this video. He uploads it to this website, and it was viewed by thousands and thousands of people. There's actually still... I've at least seen stills, I think, of... From the video. I can't bring myself to watch it. I never would bring. I don't. I mean, I don't think you can even see that. Find the video anymore. But enough people saw it that there were actually several videos on YouTube, like reaction style videos. Oh, I've seen the reaction video. That's what you've probably seen. Yeah. And the, these are people who are into that kind of creepy enough to be want to watch someone get murdered. And they're even. And they they were even shocked. So that you can't even imagine how. Like there was an episode of Sword and Scale where they actually played the audio of the I've video, heard that too. and I like almost couldn't listen to it. It's it was bad. so hard to even just hear the audio of it. I didn't, yeah. I didn't even want to do it. Um, so that's who this guy is. Right. Uh, after he killed this man, he dismembered him and he sent the body parts to various politicians. Yeah. Around Canada. Not Rob Ford. Not Rob Ford, <laughs> which it's like. If you want to get a politician's attention, like, I get it. Like, you're angry. Like, this is the wrong way to go about it. But, of course, he wasn't doing this for any political change. He was doing this because he's a fucking psychopath. Yeah. And just wanted attention. I mean, not that there's a good reason to murder someone, but there's something even more disgusting when you're doing it for fame. Do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah. I mean, it's just beyond. This guy's just bad news all around. I mean, like, he's a despicable individual. Yeah. So... It was discovered that he had lived in Los Angeles at one point. 
So that was like this huge breaking story. Right. That I detectives were looking into him and all of a sudden it was like, holy shit, like this is a serial killer yeah, case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not only is it a serial killer case, it's a cannibalism case too. Right. Because the body parts of Hervey had been found to have been stored in a refrigerator at one point. Right. So it just has like all layers of fucked upness. Well, it also kind of made you think like how many more victims are there? Oh of my this God. Guy? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean like, I watched police. That was Luca, because I remember there was a period where he was wanted and not captured yet. Was yes. this during that period where he was not captured yet? No, this was, was right after he was arrested. Okay. This was in June of 2012, but I do remember the period right before he was captured when they just found, when there was body parts right. that were sent to various politicians in Canada, yeah. in Ottawa, I believe. So they look into this. It turns out Luca was out of the country when Herbie right. was killed. So he was ruled out. But it was like a really creepy sort of It was. Connection. I remember the story. Right. So he's cleared as a suspect. But yeah, we absolutely need to find a way to tie in. Somehow. I mean, that story is... It's so good. I mean, it's horrible, but it's like so insane. It's so out of a movie. It's like... It's not, It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's unbelievable that... I mean... Like, that someone can be so depraved. I mean, we've covered very depraved so... people, but this guy is next level. <sighs> he chills me to my core. So... Police, though, did finally catch a break in the case. Detectives discovered that Gabriel's claims, this is Hervey's boyfriend and roommate, they discovered that Gabriel's claims that Hervey had been in Mexico were not true. Hervey had never gone to Mexico. So phone records showed that, yes, someone had been calling the Gabriel and Hervey's house from Mexico, but it was not Hervey calling from Mexico. It turned out that the calls coming from Mexico to Los Angeles were a family friend of Hervey's who'd been calling to check up on him. But why would Gabriel want to kill his boyfriend? That's what detectives needed to... Yeah. They needed to find a motive. Right. Well, financial records of the two men were then searched. Police discovered that in December of 2011, just you know, weeks before mm -hmm. this murder happens, a joint checking account was opened up. After, or excuse me, I should say weeks before the body was, the head was discovered, a joint checking account was opened up after Hervey had already gone missing. So this joint checking account was only opened by one person. Right. And that person was Gabriel Campos Martinez. And Gabriel basically uh, pretended to be Hervey to open this account. To open this account. So Gabriel transferred all the money from Hervey's account into their joint now account. joint account, which is basically just Gabriel using that money. And this is creepy. On March 28, 2014, an equipment operator working for the city of Los Angeles was around the Bat Cave, which is also in the Bronson Canyon area. If you guys don't know the Bat Caves, that's where they filmed the 1960s Batman. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, they found some more plastic Bags. stuff. Yeah. Uh, they found chunks of flesh. Ooh. Just straight up skin and chunks of flesh wrapped in plastic. Now, these actually weren't plastic bags. They were, it was like sort of like a painting plastic, like something you would wrap. Like a tarp? Or... Like a tarp, right. Um, and they had seen that the pieces of skin and flesh had been cut from the body, not torn. They also discovered, like I said before, that this wasn't plastic bags, but 
these were the this was the same kind of plastic that be used to wrap up a painting, much like the same plastic wrapping that Hervey had used to protect his own paintings. Oh. So they need to go back to the apartment and search for this plastic to find this link. They did go back to his apartment and they found that plastic that was that was in the apartment. They it was like a match. So like this is the same fucking shit. Right. This came from his apartment. Police were like, okay, let's get Gabriel. He's in San Antonio. Fucking roll out. So they go to San Antonio, Texas, where Gabriel is supposed to be living with his family. family. And he's found someone to marry, a woman. Wow. Yeah, he got married within months. Who are these people? I (laughs) was going to say. And he's living off of her money and her family's money in their house. And he was arrested. The case was really circumstantial evidence at this point. The plastic wrap, the phone calls, and the money. And what's wild is, like, how careful the killer was with this murder. Because detectives never found any blood. In the apartment. In the apartment. They didn't even find any bleach. Well, they don't know that he murdered him there, do they? No, they don't. But I'm just saying they couldn't. They, they couldn't have, find any scene of the like crime. They didn't have a crime scene, yeah. basically. They just had these body parts. So police decided to search Gabriel's laptop, where they found some pretty interesting stuff on his laptop. On Christmas Day 2011, Gabriel had visited a website called SausageMaker.com. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the hell? <laughs> Look, who hasn't in their lifetime visited SausageMaker.com? <laughs> I was scared to click on the link. I didn't even want to know. Because, yeah, I mean. I don't know what it, if that's a euphemism for something. Yeah. Or if it's just Or, sausage. I mean, that's a popular metaphor, right? Like, you don't want to see how, how sausages, sausages are made. made. <laughs> okay. I didn't, I didn't click on the link. I'm just reporting. They also found stuff on his laptop from two days later on the 27th of December. Uh, a, they followed a website and... There was an article on this website that Gabriel had clicked on called Butchering the Human Carcass for Consumption. This is what amazes me. Like, if I was going to murder someone, I would certainly not Google search How to murder. I mean, it kind of reminds me of Casey Anthony. Like, she had all these searches for chloroform. chloroform. And, like, I mean, how dumb are you? I feel like that's basic murder 101. Like, do not Google search. Like, don't open a joint account. Don't open a life well, the, insurance the thing that policy. Bothers, the joint account thing is like, why even transfer to the joint account? If he had access to the other account to transfer the money, he could have just taken the money out of the account. Right? right. I mean, it all is so stupid. The butchering a human carcass for consumption is like so over the top. Right. To me. Like... I often think of things I've read or clicked on. I'm like, please don't anyone I know get murdered. I mean, I'm not doing these kind of searches, but I have read like or looked at autopsy photos. Totally. There are things where I was like, oh, my God, I hope no one gets because I've read something like how long does it take you to bleed out from a stomach stab wound? Like I've Googled things like that. Because if I hear a murder story, I'm like, well, how long did it take her to die? And I've Googled those things. And it's just like, okay, no one I know can get murdered in the next 24 hours by a stomach stab wound or I'm screwed. (laughs) (laughs) So they were like, yeah, this is a sick fucking individual. There wasn't any reports that he actually ate any of the body parts, although we never found that torso. (laughs) 
Did not find the torso. We didn't read the article. We don't know. We don't know. I will not click on sausagemaker.com. I will not <laughs> click on butchering the human carcass for consumption. That does sound very um, academic, that title. <laughs> butchering the human carcass for consumption. For consumption. <laughs> yeah, it's like, sounds very... Uh, it does. It's not like a clickbait headline. No. <laughs> the top 10 best ways to butcher a human carcass to Just eat. for fun. <laughs> surprise inside surprise. your mind will be blown when you see these <laughs> techniques <laughs> so during the trial gabriel showed no signs of remorse and he refused to answer for his crime so he wouldn't even give the family of hervey just the closure of like why the fuck did you do this right why he didn't even give them any tears or any sort of any signs of emotion he was completely just stone-faced during the trial. But he was found guilty of first degree murder and sentenced to 25 years to life in prison without the possibility of parole, where he still is to this day. So we still really don't know what happened. No. I mean, technically. No, we don't. We don't. We know that he killed him. Right. According to. The, well, he was convicted. Yeah, he was convicted. And it seems pretty likely. Well, because yeah. if you were innocent, you wouldn't be silent. Right. You'd probably be speaking. You'd be freaking out. Uh, what about the the uh, ex-boyfriend? Did he have anything to say about it? No. He was probably like, wow. I wonder if he was like, dodge that bullet. Right. I'm curious what his reaction was like. Maybe he found Jesus. Yeah. Like he, I mean, can you imagine like you're so obsessed he, with some guy and he's a murderer and then he turns out to be a murderer. He'd be like, I have a bad picker. I need to be single for a while. Yeah. I mean, look, there's nothing good about a guy who makes you leave horseshit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would be embarrassed, <laughs> frankly, <laughs> if I had left horseshit because I was bitter about a breakup and then it turned out that they he was a murderer. Right. I'd be like, I did that right. for this piece of shit. I was that extra. I was that extra that I left horseshit. I mean, there's nothing more extra to do in a bad breakup than leave a pile of horseshit right. in a bag, especially if there's a smiley face on it. I don't know if that's true. I mean, he was probably just sitting around like, boy, do I have egg on my face. I'm I'm sure. I mean, who wouldn't? I, I, I'm curious. I want to, like, see if there was, like, an interview with him or something. Because how do you not comment on this? Uh, I always wonder what it's like to... Have someone, you know, be your ex-boyfriend be a murderer? Or yeah, even, like, a major criminal. Like, when you don't know that they're, like, a, a murderer. Like, because I've been in an abusive relationship before where they were a piece of shit and a criminal. So, right. like, that, it wouldn't surprise me if, like, he murdered right. someone. Right. But, like, someone, if it was someone completely, someone completely normal just, or whatever. Right. Right. Huh. And I did look up the guy, Gabriel, and he is not that attractive. So I'm no. surprised he got married so quickly. Right. Because <laughs> he doesn't seem that charming either. No. And the, the he's like picking up people at dog parks. And like marrying women in a few months. Right. Well, and the video in the, or excuse me, in the I investigation discovery documentary that I watched about this, all the actors were super attractive. Right. Because like, you'd think you'd have to be really hot to right. have someone leave horse shit on your doorstep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, that seems like you're like, I'm not going to lose my fine piece of ass. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Here's some horse shit. And some dog treats. Your the dog treats. Dog. Yeah, in your face. Oh my god, I'm like obsessed with the ex boyfriend who left the horseshoe. <laughs> right. Most, he's fascinating. He's to fascinating. Me. I would love to uh, know. I would love to know more details. About I wonder the bag if of he's shit. ever left shit before or after. If that's Is that his, his thing? Move. Is that his signature move? If you dump me, I'll leave a dump for you. <laughs> 
<laughs> Don't you dare. I have a shovel in my car and I have access to horseshit. <laughs> I'm very close to Burbank. <laughs> very, very close to Burbank. I know the area. I know where people don't scoop it. I have a favorite horse. I have lots of brown paper bags in my trunk and a Sharpie to put a smiley face. I'll do it. I'm that sick. I'm not as sick as a murderer, but I'm close. (laughs) Murderers kill you. I will haunt your dreams for the rest of your life. You'll never know if you wake up and walk outside and see a pile of horse shit. That's the thing I'm going to do to you. Did That's he, actually a sicker reve- act of revenge to me. killing? Yes, to like make someone live in fear that they could have horse shit <laughs> at their disposal or disposed at their house at any time. You could step outside to like shit. welcome the morning. <laughs> you know, as folders. I often do. When I walk out to my porch in my robe with my cup of coffee. With the newspaper. Uh, Like just greeting the day. And you step into a huge pile of hay-filled horse shit. Just like your foot sinks. To be fair, and I'm not trying to play devil's advocate, I feel like of all the shits, horse (laughs) shit is the least scary. Because it's not Because it's mostly hay. It's very hay-like. For me, the horse shit is like, my cat is the sociopath in my life. Like I'll wake up and step into like a big pile of wet food that they vomited but it looks exactly it's like they they get dry food and then when they barf it up it looks like fancy feast because it's slightly (laughs) wet in a gravy (laughs) that's what i step in or sometimes it's just liquid right like a piece of grass in it right and i step in that and i slip a little right and it's like fucking well i'm lucky because my cat doesn't go outside so she doesn't have the grass problem and she doesn't get hairballs she doesn't get hairballs but she has when she my cat like I was freaking out a few months ago because Romy was just barfing oh, so right. much and she barfed up so much that there was just nothing coming out. And I was like, oh my God, she's dying. My cat's dying. Right. And I was like, I had to go like emergency to the vet. Turns out she just was tired of her food. And that was the way of telling me. She's like, I don't like this anymore. There is nothing more violent and disturbing than a hearing a cat vomit. Oh, and it happens <laughs> It is a sound motion. that I have like, it's like, ooh, <laughs> and their whole bottle. I think the first time I had cats as an adult, when I first saw a cat, I thought they were dying every time they were vomiting. Right. I'm like, they're choking. Like, am I supposed to Heimlich him? No. Like, what do I do? Mean drama it queens. is the most fucking disturbing sound I have ever heard in my life. But there's never anything you can do about it. It's not like you can like pick them up. Like they're going to barf where they're going to barf. Well, my, look, I have three cats. I'm not bragging. (laughs) (laughs) But so I have a lot of barf in my life. And the thing that that irritates me the most is just barfing up the food because they ate it too damn fast. It's like you fucking pig. Like technically I relate, but I don't barf after I pig out like that. It's a classic move. Yeah, it's a classic cat move. I mean... I love cats because they all of them have very similar petty attributes about them. Like they're all very. Oh, I just got a whiff of uh, Rachel's green juice and I'm literally (laughs) physically ill, (laughs) especially after talking about vomit. It looks like the cat vomit with the grass in it and (laughs) liquid. Um, Look, Desi. Wow, that's a that is there's some parsley or some kale in there. It has like a bitter. (laughs) I will read you what's in this. The green juice I'm drinking is kale, spinach, romaine, cucumber, celery, dandelion pear lime and mint and it tastes like nothing surprisingly they're, t- they're like oh let's put some pear in there because that's super sweet <laughs> to, to counteract all the dandelion <laughs> romaine so you're gonna get a coli <laughs> look desi i'm trying to lose a few extra pounds before vegas look, a coli does it <laughs> if you get a coli you're gonna lose some pounds <laughs> just joking um 
What? So that's the end. That's it. Okay. So yeah. I was just talking about horseshit for extra 10 minutes for no, your, I like your it, listening though. pleasure. I like it, honestly. Uh, um, okay, okay, great. That's it. Bye. Bye. Listen to this ACAST show ad-free on Amazon Music with your Prime membership or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.